I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, you're very welcome to this week's podcast, A Treasure Trove of Family History. I'm Morris O'Keefe. And one of the most important collections of family papers was discovered at Drummond House in Carberry County, Kildare, on the 21st of July this year. And to mark the occasion, Irish Life and Lore compiled a documentary to capture the excitement and the emotion of such a fascinating collection of 18th century and 19th century letters, old books and photographs, military uniforms and swords dating back to the 1798 rebellion, family portraits and a whole lot more. The voices you will hear in this podcast include Simon Wheeler, the nephew of Grattan de Courcy Wheeler, Jim Pander and Eugene Finnegan, both who gave long service to the Wheeler family in Drummond House, and also Kevin Murphy, Carl Kiley and James Dorney, all members of the Kildare Library Service. And to start, here is a short clip of a podcast compiled last October titled A Remarkable History of Drummond House, told by Grattan de Courcy Wheeler. This house was originally a Grattan house. Yes. Now, can you, can you fill me in a little bit on the history of, of um, where did those Grattans come from? Those Grattans came originally from Derbyshire and uh, three brothers came over to Ireland uh, about 1700 and uh, they took long leases and the uh, immediate, uh, not immediate, but the original uh, predecessor of this branch of the Grattans took... uh, long leases from the Wesley family, um, long leases of land around Carberry. The Wesley family of Dangan near Trim in County Meath uh, were in fact a junior branch of the Collie family, which was the big landowning family around Carberry. And so some of the original Collie land went to the Wesleys, and the Wesleys granted leases, long leases, renewable forever, uh, to the original Grattan. Jim Pender was employed by the de Courcy Wheeler family for over 40 years. He looked after the gardens, and in later years he looked after Grattan de Courcy Wheeler. 
Tell me a little bit about Grattan because you know him better than anyone else. You've been working well, with him for 40 years. I know it. Well, it's just uh, he was a one off. Uh, he loved parties and getting out. He never did a day's work in his life. You know, with a, with a shovel right like that, he wouldn't know how to use one. I loved books and that. And yeah. Never had a television. Yeah. Had the radio. Once he had the radio and the book and a bottle of wine, he was happy. Obviously, uh, from year to year it was changing, but the latter years was just mostly coming in to him uh, doing the fires in the house, uh, driving him around wherever he wanted to go. That's what he'd spend there the whole day doing, and then trying to do the garden work outside, mowing the grass and things like that. There was a lake here. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember the lake? Do you ever see the lake here with the water in it? No. No, no. No, no when I came here, fortunately, the father and mother had a great big lake full of water and there used to be ducks in it and feed the ducks and you could see how around the lake and it was lovely but and what happened to the lake? Uh, basically what happened was um, there was a flow of water going into it coming from the far side of the road from the mushroom factory but uh, because of, of pollution things like that the ditch had to be piped and it was going to the river so it stopped the flow going into the lake and then the lake just dried up. Got some very nice pictures of this place in its heyday. Yeah. Simon Wheeler, the nephew of Grattan, to Corsi Wheeler. Which was in the sort of mid-70s, I think, yeah. when the mushroom business was flourishing. Right. Yeah. And uh, they did incredibly well. Mm. And my cousin, my uncle, Cecil, was in partnership with Wilson Wright, who has this, who, who lived next door, you know, in the next door farm. Rob Wilson Wright and um, you know they were neighbours and good friends and in the end they went into business together and mm. they created this incredibly uh, lucrative mushroom business when nobody was doing mushrooms at all you know in England mm. and so they they had them didn't they export mm. to England Jim and and mm. and they had the monopoly of that market for probably a decade or certainly and they did very, very well. And then, of course, everyone started to do that in the UK. I think they just folded the company. I think it was no longer competitive. I think the problem is that, like in a lot of, you know, Irish, well, Anglo-Irish families, I mean, you know, there's sort of drama attached. And nobody got on with anyone else, really. I mean, for instance, my, my, my father didn't really get on with, with, um, with Grattan's father. And no. coming here today, um, do you feel, you know, that this this is an end of an era? That this is well, it definitely is. It, it, it undoubtedly is end of an era. Yeah, yeah. and um, but um, uh, the thing is that um, uh, you know, I think it was always a struggle to keep it, even for my uncle. And the only reason he was able to keep it as he did was because he got involved in this incredible mushroom industry. Yeah. And I think it was Wilson Wright who was the sort of driving force behind that. And I think Cecil had maybe the idea and the land okay. and those funny little huts that were there that were all perfectly yeah. easily. But I think it was perhaps Wilson Wright who had the kind of um, business sense the business sense and the two of them made a very good partnership but I think without that I think my my uncle Cecil was always struggling here before that so tell me Simon you're happy to see um, Grattan's family records 
being handed over to the council. Well, I think so. To, I mean, I, to I, the archives. Yes, I think because because I think that would be the best best use for it. And yeah. and I, I don't think. I mean, things will just in, unless. I mean, the whole point now is to get things documented and yeah. to and to see what we can do to sort of preserve what's been left. And so, absolutely, and I mean, I don't have the kind of uh, time, really, or the skills to do that. I mean, I, I, I would certainly help, but I mean, no, it, it really needs to be, because one doesn't know the future of this house okay. now. We, okay. it, it, we don't know it, but we hope that it'll, it'll go, it'll, it'll be restored, and it'll, it'll be a great pleasure to, to another family, possibly, or to a charity, or to whoever's going to take it on. But you know, it needs a lot of money spent yeah. on it. So, Simon, and none of us have yeah. the time, or the or, well, we don't have the finance actually. Yeah. I, I don't think. And, on yeah. yeah, so. Grattan de Courcy Wheeler passed away in August two thousand and twenty, and Jim Pender remained on in the house, looking after the place and the contents. So, in those couple of months, he made this amazing discovery in the attic. And accompanying us into the attic is Eugene Fennigan, who worked for the family repairing old pipes for many, many years. Jim, uh, you've made a fantastic discovery here uh, in the attic. So, will we head up? Will you show me where you found oh, yeah. these papers? Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Mobile phone used to carry around. Jim. Yeah, it was the first one with the mobile phone. It was like a big box. He used to carry it with a leather strap around his neck. Yeah, I think it's up here. I don't know whether it's still here. Oh, crap, there's all used to be up here. There it is. <laughs> there you Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> used to have that in the car. Yeah. And uh, so, so they're basically the letters was in different places. They were all in on the floor. Uh, see, the roof here was leaking, so some of them got damaged, they got wet, so I just got them out and got them dried. Yeah. So. And the condition of them, did you know anything about these letters? Well, or? I knew they were old. I'd just seen dates on some of them. I knew they were old, that, that they might have been more valuable to someone. But uh, uh, I just uh, dried them off and just put them back into boxes. I didn't open them or anything like that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's it was such an incredible find, and you found something else too in the in the suitcase there. Oh yeah, yeah. The it's uh, it's caught here. And look at the red coat. Yeah, see that? There's another one there. And Eugene Finnegan, you looked after the the maintenance and the keeping plumbing. this the plumbing in the yeah. house and keeping this going for how many all your life. Well, yeah, my father before me was the plumber here. He used to look after the maintenance and the plumbing. He put the washing basins in the bedrooms that time for Mr. Wheeler's father, Grattan's father, in the 70s, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the, he'd been, yeah, he'd been coming here for years and years and years. And the upkeep of the house, you know, was it, were you repairing it all the time? Or? Yeah, we'd be out here regular, yeah, to be repaired. Uh, mostly block lead pipes. There's all lead pipes there, waste from sinks and basins, and they'd often block. Yeah, it just was brought on. But we'd be out here for that and bits and pieces, replacing taps and doing bits and pieces for. Yeah. And Grant's father was getting deaf. 
seemed very poor. Myself and Shane and the brother came in to work, and one was one was downstairs and the other was upstairs. And I could hear Grattan's father asking Daphne, where are, where are they? <laughs> and uh, Daphne said, one, one that uh, chap is downstairs and the other is upstairs, Dad. Where are they? I can't hear you. Where are they? One chap is downstairs and the other dad is upstairs. I can't hear you. Can you shout? The bally lad is upstairs and the hairy lad's downstairs. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, that was shocking when the father was getting deaf. Yeah. You could hear her shouting in the house, the roar of her. Yeah. He, he couldn't hear. He, would, he wouldn't go and get a hearing aid, right? He'd be too proud, like you're putting a hearing aid in. And uh, you'd have to show him. Wow, this is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Full of books and yeah. furniture. And tell me about these books you came across and you found. Yeah, I found these in the attic as well. Uh, some of them were damp. So just the oldest ones, I just brought them down, just leave them here in the sun. Uh, some of them are inscribed with writing. And seeing how historically important the collection was, I asked the local studies librarian from Kildare County Library, Kevin Murphy, to come to Drummond House and see for himself these, this magnificent collection. And he came with two archivists, also from the library, Carl Kiley and James Dorney. Hello, I'm I'm Kevin, um, you? and you're Jim. Jim, Jim. Yeah. Jim. Yeah. and you're the man I heard I heard is uh, responsible for for looking after the estate over many years and and save these papers. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. And where did you f- find them, or where uh, were they located? The up in the attic. Yeah, through different uh, boxes and that. Very good. A lot of them were damp and that, so I just tried them off and. And just how many boxes them. were there? Oh, there was uh, it would say roughly around four or five different boxes where they were in. Very yeah. Good. Yeah. Very good. <gasps> So yeah. you would have, I suppose, been from the area, you would have been aware of, of the the importance of this estate and those papers. Well, yeah, well, I didn't really know whether they were important because I imagine if they were, they, wouldn't, they shouldn't have been where they were. <laughs> but just, uh, I just took a chance to just said I'd keep them. Uh, just uh, and some they, of the seals. They look so. very old anyway. Oh, yeah, they do, yeah, yeah. I knew it with the fancy writing and then the years yeah. on it. That, that very good. They were a long time. Very good. But they kept very well, like, for... for yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. the writing on them was very good. The local studies librarian for oh. the library service. So I, this is my colleagues James. Hello, and James. Carl. Oh, hello. Hi. So, hi. Uh, we all work together in the local studies section, uh, okay. the library service yeah. in, in Kildare. I think it's great because otherwise they'll get lost, and and I don't think we're in a position, you know, to sort of um, do anything more interesting with them. But they should be saved. So, but I think we need to check with uh, with um, Richard Page and James Schwartz, and I'm sure they'll be fine. And um, certainly, my sister has would have no interest, and then I mean that's all that, that's all that's left of us. It's just me and my sister, yeah. and so. Um, but yeah, I think anything you can do to you know, great. And um, I, I think, as uh, Morris probably said, the, the house probably will move on outside our family now. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. And hopefully, we, we, you know, somebody will really enjoy it and and take it on into the twenty first century properly. You know, and without destroying it I mean yes, yes. Uh, obviously um, but it just needs 
a lot of repair. Yeah, so. yeah. But yeah, I think, don't you think? I, mean, I that's, do, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. But I think, um, by all means, have them, whatever you, you need. Yeah, but I we, brought, we'll, I just, not, um, we'll just take, we'll just have to clear it with the trustees. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I brought yeah. you yeah. a I'm sure it'll be fine. example yeah. deposit agreement. Oh, for an art, to, to donate them to the archives, just to give you an idea okay, of what lovely. is yeah. involved. Can you so send you it to me? At, I can email it to you. On email, yeah, That's I think fine. so. That's fine. Yeah. There's no problem. Shall I give you my email now? Yeah, just, if you yeah. want it, yeah. Yeah. Pen here. Um, and then, obviously, with us, then our aim, obviously, would be to make it available to researchers. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to us, it, it's on the understanding that it's available to the public. And you, you, you'll jot this down so we so I can pass it on to Richard Page and the others. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's sorry, fine. Sorry, my name is Ka- I'm the archivist, Carol Kiley. Yeah. James, up this way. Up to the servants quarters, James. Oh, All right. Where do you start? Yeah. <laughs> you just pull out all the paper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of rubbish in here too, but. Yeah, okay. This is more than a day. Like, this is, we'd have to go. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's from that shop at the end of Grafton Street, Bernardo's. You know, they sell the furries. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, where that's pro- from. Protesters of the outside. Yeah. 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 It's amazing, isn't it? I was thinking, was it, I was, Lindsay was in my head, I don't know why, but it's Sawyer. Um, what did you discover there about the red coat? Um, the red coat is a hunting jacket, but the other one is a military jacket. It has Liberty Rangers on it. So I'm wondering, is it a militia unit? or I'll have to check it out. Yeah. It's not a unit that I'm actually familiar with. And what, what's written on the, the label? Leicestershire Major. Major Sire, it looks like. Leicester. Leicestershire. So it's obviously travelled a lot, as you can see on it. It's South Anne Street, Beverly Smith and Sons, LMS Dublin, Westland Row. So this would be his. Yes, been travelled a bit anyway. So that would be coming, maybe possibly coming back from overseas is that not a, a kilt that looks like a it's definitely a kilt or a highland yeah yeah it's a kilt you could piece together a whole story there and this one here then i'm trying to get a look at the the buttons on that one first regiment liberty rangers is that uh, and how how, how important is that james well, it's very important in the fact that we don't really know much about them and we'd have to have a look and see where they were based. And it seems that the suitcase seems to be going to the Leicestershire area. Yeah. That's what it says on it. Okay. And the dress swords next door, were they all part of this uniform? And Yeah, it seems to be a dress uniform. Yeah. But um, we'd have to have a look at those as well. Well, they're actually, um, they're not dress, they're actually weapons of warfare. And when, uh, dated for me, when was it? A period we're talking about, 18th century anyway. From the 1700s? This is the, the hilt off it. I think the top of it, as you can hear, is probably yeah. inside of it, broken. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, just, I don't know. 
Yeah, this looks like, I mean, you'd see these in 1798 period. Yeah. And that would fit with the letters. It would fit they, with the letters and that, and then the claim. Yeah. And it's, it would have been quite sharp. It's still a bit sharp, as you can see, Morris. Look. Oh, my goodness, yeah, so the blade on Put that. a bit of damage on you. Yeah. But it's so exciting, isn't it? Yes. You know, every corner you turn all the... What did you find? So it's the contents, though, which could be really useful for identifying all the stuff that's in here. It's like a, it's like a stock take in the house. Yeah. So it's 2001. So it's when Orsi, the late Orsi, which is the father, I presume. So it's, everything is listed here with the value at that time. So this could be really useful, in the, and I know maybe they know where all the, what all the photos are, all the, not the photos. The furnishings. The, the furnishings paintings, and paintings and all of that. Yeah. But, like, everything is listed here. Yes, and all the different now, rooms. Now, whether yeah. any of it was sold or what, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe some of this stuff was sold. Maybe it yeah. was a valuation because it had to be valued when he died for purposes of the estate, maybe. It's, it's so interesting to find... Um, yeah, I mean, the photographs this. are the really sad thing because you don't know who they yeah. are. <laughs> Do you know, there's a lot of photos yeah. here and unfortunately we don't know who they are. Yeah. But we might be able to find some of them, but, you know, without kind of somebody knowing whether they're... Or having a name written on, on the back. Yeah, well, something. that is the golden rule, of course. Bayonet, Kevin. Yeah, see that? World War One Bayonet. Yeah. Do you want to start bringing stuff down? I think, yeah. I mean, I think, I think um, this room in here is going to require a bit of work. See, yeah. Should we take some of it now? We know. If we do, I just want to photograph where it is first. I'll just take a few photographs of this room. Yeah. We were looking at some old photographs there, and we were there's no identities on them, of course, but we'd have to bring them back to check them out, maybe clean them up and scan them and try yeah. and identify people in them some of them are quite old yeah. and uh again as we've seen the uniforms then as well we'd have to try and identify the uniforms or even the owners of the uniforms or why they're here has to be a reason why they're here of course yeah so why, what are you doing there now you're just putting on plastic they're the, they're the photographs and then we have some cards then as well some beautiful cards as you can see yeah from from what period um, that's that's a New Year's wish. Like I mean, you know, a lot of them look to me around a hundred years old or thereabouts. Yeah, and in, in, in super condition as well. Because perfect they're... condition now, as you can see. Yeah, they are. Oh, they're and beautiful. Yeah. Carl, how are you doing in I here? I think a lot of this relates to the business, the mushroom business. A lot of this stuff. So the book's lecture is in natural philosophy. And there's an inscription on the inside cover. Mr. Grattan begs Mr. Fitzgerald will mark out the additional sciences for this examination and send the books to him by a boy as soon as convenient. Monday noon, I think it says. Read the parts that are turned down. So he's obviously marked certain pages, um, which are, don't seem to be marked now, but maybe they were at the time. There are, There is some... I wouldn't say that's that's probably just happened, but yeah. So it's an exercise book. 
and it, philosophy where, book or a, where did it come from is it Trinity College or would you say Dame or? Street University Press yes it would be Trinity then because there wasn't another university at the time tell me what's in this diary well Kevin actually found that in the drawer it's what it is is um, it's cures and recipes warts of course and wasp stings and then there's a recipe for Christmas cake in it bleeding from the nose how to stop it so it's like a little housewives compendium, but it's all obviously put together here. It's like so: brown bread, fish sauce, uh, black currant jam, August nineteen nineteen. Um, so yeah, it's a real nice little curiosity, and it's just a nice thing to have for, because it goes with the rest of the house. Um, just sort of that everyday cuts and wounds, you know, that everyday kind yeah. of element, plum pudding secret. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's 1922. Yeah. The Savoy Hotel London has been famous for many years for its wonderful plum puddings. And this is obviously the secret recipe that she's managed to get her hands on. So it'd be really nice to know. I presume that probably is Diana's mother's book then maybe. Yes, it would be. It would have to be, yeah. How to, yeah. You know, the furniture polish. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, nice little little curiosity to have. It must be lovely to find these things and... When you're going through them, what what's going through your head when when you're discovering all this? Well, I'm like I said, I, I'm kind of sad that you know it's just all left now. They're gone, and this is what's left behind. And so much of it, I suppose, we'll never know. Like some of the pictures, we don't know who's in those pictures. So that's sad that we, you know, those people are kind of they're gone now. They're going to be forgotten. The letters that you know we have found, um, and a lot of the um, the records upstairs, a lot of business records and things, um, that will hopefully help us to put kind of you know flesh on the bones of some of this. But a lot of it, sadly, will be gone with with Grattan and his sister and their parents. You know, it's just uh, we're left with the the kind of the leavings that the remnants of their lives, and we'll have to try and piece together. Or, or historians who come after us, people will access the collection in the local studies department and they may be able to, you know, write up write up a history of the family, the house. Um, I mean, something like this to me would be a lovely thing for an artist because we get a lot of artists looking for ideas for projects and this is a great little thing that could be something that an artist could look at and take yeah. some, you know, it's everyday life. Mm-hmm. It's all in there and the fact that it's such a, it's such a kind of, um, it's little cuttings and it's handwritten and... Um, it could just be a really nice thing for someone to make something out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but as I say... It's a lovely discovery, isn't it? Yeah, there's so much here. And everywhere you go, so you can see her music books and the chemistry set and all their books and um, all the parties they went to. I mean, he was obviously really interested in art because there's loads and loads of um, catalogues for art galleries and whatever. So you get a sense of them, but it's just sad. And, uh, and his, his, you know, records... I mean, it's all, it's every possible a facet of their life is here. It's yeah. just, it's all here. They literally never threw anything out. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, in one way, it's very sad, but in another uh, way, it's, it's, it's marvellous that these have been now saved and will, yeah. will be kept uh, and made available to other yeah. people to look yeah. at, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But I mean, you know, going from that stamp albums, that's the, that's their childhood, the chemistry set, the stamp album, the music books, and then up to you know um, 
the business records we found and you know there's there's lots of letters which obviously we have to go through um and it kind of just because I suppose they stayed in the same house their whole lives their whole lives are in this house they never left so it's all here which is unusual I suppose mm. you know that even even because he didn't marry no one else came in and sort of took stuff out so it's, it's everything has been left um, from their childhood from their childhood days. onwards yeah that you know their, their whole lives are here mm. yeah. even their clothes yeah um, yeah, corsets upstairs, dinner jackets, scarves. I mean, everything is here. Yeah. Handbags, still with all the stuff in the handbags. I'm walking through the rooms yeah. and, and the, the, the sense of everything in the same position mm. for, for three, four generations. Yeah, well, since I suppose... Since the Grattan time. Well, from... The, well, from I don't know how much of the stuff is Grattan stuff. A lot of it, I think, is is, is the de Courcy Wheeler family. Yeah. Now, I think the stuff that you found, the paperwork, is probably from the earlier family. But yeah. a lot of this stuff is, is, is from the time of the uh, de Courcy Wheelers. But, but, I mean, again, it's a continuation of, of this kind of lost world of um, the Jennifer Johnston, the big house, you know, this kind of lost life that's uh, gone now. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is just an extraordinary amount of stuff. Well, this is uh, a suitcase full of letters, and they span over 150 years. And they're, Brent, uh, would you agree with me, Kevin, that yes. they're very valuable to the county? Yes, you know, they're, they're definitely, they relate to a lot of the landed uh, estates in the county and the sort of leases and the day-to-day running. Um, there'd be uh, there'd be great census data of who actually lived in a locality, um, and their experiences. Um, and, and this. And then there's this. Uh, it's an original of uh, 1798 in Kildare, the rebellion. There was a lot of uh, different atrocities and violence on on experience. The houses burned down, and one of the items is there's a actual there. claim for for funds or for uh, for. Um, a claim for uh, uh, compensation from the crown from uh, the Grattan family of Drummond House here, which is this house that it was burned down. And I think uh, just if you read across, uh, it's uh, um, the house was burned, and they also claimed for books and a bookcase. So obviously, they they were all damaged and burned when the house was burned down. So they actually made a compensation claim. So that's an original. From uh, 17 April 1799, so it's just after the 1798 rebellion. Uh, just in this Carberry area, there was quite a lot of um, conflict in this area in 1798. Great. So, uh, Kevin, we had an incredible day. Yes. I mean, yes. Oh, it's such treasure yeah. in in such a, an amazing house. Mm-hmm. So, what are your feelings now? Well, walking um, away from I think, well, first, I suppose, reflecting on it, I mean, when you rang me, I'd say it was last September, October, and started to, I think we could never have imagined what was actually here in, in the collections in the house, the, the volume of papers. Um, I'm local studies librarian for nearly two years, and this is by far the most significant uh, material we've come across in, in the last few years for the that in County Kildare that, um, and we're so honoured that the library service has been considered for a potential home uh, for this collection um, but yes, looking through the, the letters and the various belongings upstairs um, 
there's really incredible uh, material in the collection straight away where you can see there's a huge relevance to County Kildare and the people that lived in County Kildare and the family of this house as well and the, the various enterprises. Um, even the mushroom factory that the Drummonds would have been uh, operating in the past, there's quite a lot of business correspondence and there's a mushroom factory to this day just across the road there to the main entrance to the estate. Yeah. So um, the tradition continues to this day, I suppose. So yeah. very significant uh, yes. find for yes, the county. Yes, yes, a huge, huge. Uh, relates to 1798, the different Daniels of Newington, Newington House towards Rathangan direction, um, the, the Drummond, the Carberry. Um, obviously there was uh, the Corsi Wheelers in Robertstown area as well. There was some of it relates to them. There's volumes of correspondence. Um, we haven't had a chance to go through everything. We've only like you know dipped our toes into it really. I suppose um, there's amazing. Uh, yeah, there was a map of the Grand Canal that we saw downstairs. There's amazing sketches as well. Um, just just phenomenal material, really. Yes, definitely. Um, and uh, very poignant as well. I mean, obviously Grattan, who was a member of the Kildare Archaeological Society for many years, and there's a lot of his personal correspondence there as well. And it's it's sad when you're going through somebody's um, belongings and when you realise they've passed away and mm. you know the way it is um, organised. But uh, yeah, no, there's phenomenal material in the collection. Well, thank you very yeah. much. All Kevin. right, no thank problem. You. You're welcome. We've come to the end of this week's podcast and I'd like to thank all those who were involved in the making of this documentary. And for more information, you can visit our website, irishlifeandlore.com. My name is Maurice O'Keefe and thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.